evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio. I am Joe Chisholm, flying solo in this particular part of the studio tonight. Junior down Flamborough Speedway at the APC race, uh, spotting for the number 17 of Josh Stoddy. But I'm still in good company of my wife of... Uh, 39 years just yesterday, uh, Susie Q in the Race Time Radio studio, and she is going to be lining up all of our guests here tonight. And we got a good show lined up for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a good night. Uh, sure hope you can stay with us for the full two hours tonight. We'll talk short track racing across Canada and literally going to go from coast to coast here tonight. And uh, all points in between. Let me tell you who we got coming up on the show. Uh, we're going to start it off out in the Maritimes, uh, Scotia Speed World, and the uh, East Coast International uh, Pro Stock Tour got underway. The first race of the 2021 schedule is now complete. Uh, it went live at Scotia Speed World just yesterday. The number 53, a Cole Butcher. He pretty well picking him up right where he left off. Uh, he goes to Victory Lane, and uh, Cole Butcher's going to join us on the show tonight. The action after Scotia Speed World uh, is going to head for Riverside International Speedway. No, just outside Andy Ganesh, right on the edge of that James River. Uh, absolutely every race fan out there and competitor list uh, can't wait to get back to Riverside International Speedway. And they only got, oh, let's say another six days to wait. And then things are going to fire right back up at Riverside. Joan Rui is going to join the show with us tonight. And we'll talk Riverside and get things uh, sort of laid out on how everything is going to look for the 150 next weekend at Riverside. Uh, we do plan on catching up with the APC winner or someone in that top five of course the race is on track right now at flamborough speedway for the apc series uh 57 laps complete of 100 we'll keep our eye firmly planted over there as the show progresses and uh i can tell you right now jordan sims out front in the 47 car but we'll keep you up to date on that we'll also get out to the province of alberta and we'll catch up with brett taylor he's getting ready to go for the nascar penny series that will kick off in just two weeks time at sunset speedway for race number one in the penny series championships is what it's all about this year and there is a big championship to go after brett taylor uh, gonna drive the iconic number three that actually won the title last year uh he's gonna be driving for ed hackinson racing that team three red uh we're gonna catch up with brett taylor tonight on the show We'll stop in Saskatoon. How about Wina Group Speedway? And it was Dusty O'Connell and the 76 Super Truck taking home the 100-lap victory just last night uh, out there in Saskatoon. We'll catch up with Dusty. And then we will continue on our truck across the country. And we'll end it up out there in B.C. And we'll catch up with RS1 driver. We got Riley Siebert going to stop by. We'll find out how things are coming. The Penticton race was kind of pushed off a little bit. I guess they got some wildfire troubles and so on. We'll catch up with Riley tonight. We'll find out exactly what's happening out in BC and get you a full update and what to look forward to as the fans out in BC are concerned. So that is what we got lined up for you over the next two hours. And what do you say we get it kicked off right now 
out on Canada's east coast. Off we go to, I believe, Porter's Lake, Nova Scotia. We bring in last night's feature winner of the 150. We got Cole Butcher, driver of the 53 for Atlantic Till Load. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Butcher? How are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic, my friend. Hey, congratulations. Uh, objective number one was to win race one. You went out and did it last night. Good job, man. Yeah, thank you. It was a pretty good night. There was a, it wasn't a good car count, but the cars that were there were good quality cars, so we were able to put a, put a show on for the fans, and we, we were able to come out on top. You know what, uh, Cole, uh, and I've been reading posts and doing all that kind of stuff all day long, and hey, it's a COVID year. Uh, you know, there, there, there was a lot of people affected by this COVID and, uh, things just starting to open back up. Uh, and you know what? Car counts are struggling everywhere, or at least pretty well everywhere. Uh, but when I look at that pro stock tour out there, uh, I'll tell you what, if you had 10 cars, eight cars, I don't care what it is, you got eight to 10 potential winners and you've got yourself a whale of a race over 150 laps. I've seen lots of races, and you too, I would imagine, Cole, where there's 40 cars in the field, but you only got really one or two potential winners out of the 40 of them. You can still have a good race, even if the car count is reduced, right? No, exactly. Jarrett and Nicholas Noggle battled for 70-plus laps, and uh, if I was a fan, I would have been pretty excited at the time incredible what was the night like where did you roll off how, how did you qualify the 53 car always stout but i've seen you maybe give up a little bit in qualifying to have the long run car what was it like last night uh, it was pretty good we uh we got third in our heat race i think um just they were, they were side by side for pretty well the whole whole deal so there's really no place to go so um we had 150 laps to get it done so it just save tires until lap 70 or 80 i believe and then we just we decided to go and race with Swanway for a little bit race for jared for a little bit and then we were able to make a pretty pretty big gap at the end of it but uh no we were just uh taking our time and yeah well you know what cole something blows my mind every year and it is you know even if the rule book doesn't change, and they always tweak the rules a little bit here, a little bit there, but somehow or another, you race teams that are, you know, the top running race teams always seem to gain time. It uh, doesn't seem to matter what changes. Uh, they could be either minimal or safety changes, something that doesn't improve the speed of the car. But we get to the track on race one, Everybody's checking the stopwatch or the scoreboard. And we look up there and you guys have gained, you know, maybe a half a tenth or a tenth of a second. And sometimes even more than that. And nothing has apparently changed. How do you guys do it every year? Man, you're always picking the game up and making it tougher to get out there on top. Well, it's just keeping, uh, keeping up with your schedule and your maintenance program and just keep doing what works. Um, so I get out in left field, um, we've had a, Pretty good baseline everywhere we go uh, for the past couple of years, so it seems to be working. Um, there's a number of teams getting better. Corey Hall is one of them. He's one of the guys going to be watching in the near future. He's been working his butt off, and uh, you know it's just uh, we just got to keep up with the times. Well, and that you guys always manage to do. Uh, Jared, uh, brother of yours, how did he make code in the race? Well, he got third. He led a couple of laps. He led a handful of laps. Um, as I said, him and Nicholas were racing pretty hard, but uh, 
I think he burnt it up a little bit. And I think he, he finished third. Um, Tim Slaw might put a little battle to battle at the end. He managed to come up with third. No trouble getting tires for you guys out there on Canada's East Coast. Uh, was there any talk of it? Was it hard getting any kind of selection, or was the stagger just fine? Uh, the stagger was fine. I think everybody's a little short on tires right now, but I know the tours doing everything they can to make sure they have enough tires per per week, and I think they're taking care of us right now. So um, as far as I know, tires are, are pretty good right now. I know they went through a little struggle with getting them, but I think they're on track right now. That's good to hear. Uh, and it'll uh, re- really keep everybody uh, afloat, and it should actually get better as the season goes. You know, uh, a lot of the tire manufacturers turn towards the tours and the racetracks to try and confirm their tire order, at least get kind of close to it. Uh, in, in You know, uh, there's still snow on the ground sometimes when they're looking for tire numbers. And unfortunately, with the with the goofy kind of year we've all experienced, uh, the goofy kind of year and a half we've all experienced, it's kind of tough for not only them to get ahead and make sure they got enough tires, uh, but they don't want to have like 10 times more tires than they're going to be able to sell. It'd be no good for you guys come a year from now. You'd be really on old rubber, and you wouldn't want to do that, right? No, for sure. We always want to be on the freshest rubber possible. Well, uh, it sounds like things went real good for you last night in the race. Uh, so that that would have been it, I guess. Uh, have you got any other races in this year? Uh, had you got any testing in uh, before uh, this race? Yeah, we tested a couple of times between Scotia and Riverside. We raced Petty, um, Petty International. Uh, Wayne Smith and their group had a international weekend uh, the last weekend, the week or um, and uh, we would have won that race, and we just we were, we were going around a lap, and they they must have misjudged the corner, and they spun us out. So uh, yeah, we didn't win that race. Corey Hall was able to bring that one home, and uh, no, we theoretically we would have two wins by now if everything went our way. Yeah, it rarely goes your way too many times in a row, right? But you've had good success. Uh, you know, you always seem to be in that top five. Uh, unless you have a real disastrous night. And, you know, luckily everything's been uh, clipping off just fine. Any plans are going down south? I guess we got to wait for the borders to open up. And uh, who feels like sitting around for 14 days when you come home? Uh, but as soon as things open up, I can well imagine we'll see you back down south doing some stuff. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to go to Florida this weekend, actually, but my car's not going to be ready because I'm double vaccinated, so I don't have to do any of that quarantine anymore. So, uh, you know, the guys at Wilson Motorsports have been very busy, and my car's down there just waiting to get a motor in it. So we'll have it together here shortly, and we'll be able to cross the border and go do some racing with those guys. Now, that'll be good. I know you love uh, getting down there and mixing it up uh, with the race teams down there. Uh, you and Donnie Wilson and, and the group that you guys got put together a real competitive deal south of the border as well as what you're doing up here. Uh, it's got to be a lot of fun to do that. Yeah, for sure. I love. We got a great group of guys on this side of the border, and then he he has he has a great group of guys on his side of the border. He's been doing great things with Sammy Smith this year and Chandler Smith and Charlie Keevan. So uh, I'd like to get down there and get my name on the list here soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be real guy, and it won't be long, Cole. You know, things of. I got to be breaking free a little bit, and it's been uh, obviously playing havoc with everything. Uh, what was the feeling like 
in the pit area. Uh, I know the car count was reduced. Uh, well, I'll go through the finishing order here in a few minutes. But uh, uh, what was the feeling like in the pit? Was there dejection or was there understanding? Good. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of a last-minute deal. So 660 had their event, and I think PEI had their race. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were all just happy to be at the racetrack. Um, we were all trying to figure out what we could have done to get different cars. But I think at the time, it is what it is. Teddy, as I said, Oyster Bread had their, their event going on, organized weeks prior to the tour event, and same with 660. So um, the guys, at the Maritime Pro Stock guys, um, we went to the Scotia to support the tour, and I know everybody else would have been if they didn't have other plans. Exactly. Uh, it is what it is. That's the way you got to look at it. And uh, it's the beginning of the season. Things are now underway. Uh, and we got Riverside looking at Riverside coming up next. I know that's a place you used to dread, but, man, you've had success there now. Is that one of the racetracks you look at and go, hmm, can't wait to get to the high banks? Yeah, we had a pretty good test there last last month, I believe, we were there. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting there and uh, see what we can do with the rest of the field. Ah, the keys to that racetrack. What was it that you figured out? Because, you know, you used to struggle there. Uh, you always had a good car. Always had good control. Maybe just not a lot of speed. What did you figure out at Riverside that has uh, maybe made you turn that corner? We played with the setup a little bit more and, uh, you know, tuned a couple things. But, uh you know, I've always been fairly good there, multiple top threes and a couple wins there, but, uh, you know, just tired of what has never really been 100%. So I feel like we're, we're pretty close to that for this coming weekend, and hopefully uh, hopefully it shows. Nah, yeah, can't, uh, you guys are lucky, man. I wish I was out there being able to uh, take in that Riverside race. Maybe, just maybe by the end of the year, uh, we'll be able to join you again out there on Canada's East Coast. Uh, Cole, I, I guess all we can say is good luck from here. I know we'll, uh, we'll get you back on the show as things progress. Uh, it was a good start for you. A lot of good sponsorship on that 53 car. Uh, is it still look the same? I didn't see any photos. Everything's still looking the same. Yeah, everybody, everybody's back. Uh, all the guys, um, same sponsors and everything. You got the same crew, guys. Everybody's still on. Uh, it's it's the same old team, but a brand new year. Pretty much. <laughs> you betcha. Cole, we got to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. Uh, good job, man. You got race number one under your belt, and uh, that checkered flag will be sitting on the mantle. No, that's for sure. No, I appreciate you guys having me. No problem at all. That's Cole Butcher out there in Nova Scotia. Had a dynamite race. A uh, great way to start out 2021 for the 53 camp. Uh, and you heard Cole allude to it, right? Things came together extremely quick. You know, the province, uh, w when I look at the course of time and over the last few weeks, uh, we've been talking Maritime Pro Stock Tour and having a look out there, big announcement with the new sponsor, you know, the new title sponsor with uh, uh, the international East Coast International coming on board and, uh, you know, everybody was waiting first for the Atlantic bubble to go in. We had Lonnie Somerville on. Oh, I said to Junior the other night, it was like a month ago uh, when we got Lonnie on the program after he finished a race one afternoon. And uh, But, you know, there was a reduced car count at that track due to uh, no Atlantic bubble put in place. So it was just the guys out of New Brunswick. Uh, so they couldn't have anybody else in.
And then you look at the way things unfolded. Of course, the tour has to get things generated if they're going to get a number of races in uh, to make up what we all know as the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, it has to have dates. So, you know, things get put together. Things happen fast. And uh, it, it, I look at it, if I would have got the call and, uh, you know, uh, five days notice, I would have tried to get everything ready to get out there. Uh, after, you know, being here wishing we were out there for a year and a half, it would have been kind of uh, a no-brainer to think we would have tried to do everything. But if you couldn't get flights and you couldn't get stuff, uh, it would be kind of difficult. So, Or if you had other plans. And I think more often than not, and what we're finding here, is that there was a lot of race teams that were either not prepared, affected by COVID, or how about had other plans? That all comes into play as well. So uh, let's take the first race for what it is. It was a good start. I can give you the finish here. Uh, the 53, Cole Butcher, goes to victory lane. The 99, Craig Slonway. We had Craig on just, uh, oh, a couple of weeks ago in the 99. He ended up with a second-place finish. Excited heading into 2021. Uh, the 54, Jared Butcher. I've said it a number of times on this show. Watch out. Jared Butcher is going to break into victory lane. And when he does, I don't think he's going to be looking for the exit. Uh, I think everybody else is going to be trying to uh, look at trying to boot him out of victory lane after he gets in because uh, he's going to be one tough customer after he gets that first victory. Uh, Jared Butcher finishes third. Nicholas Noggle, you heard uh, Cole ref refer to Nicholas. He had a good run going. He ended up fourth. Donald Chisholm in the Nova Celtic 89 Ford uh, finishes top five at Scotia Speed World. Matt, Matt Vaughn in the zero car finishes sixth. How about this? The Ironman, Gary Elliott in the Quaker State Chevrolet. He ends up finishing seventh. And Tony Leonard is uh, in the 11, finishes up in the eighth spot. Yeah, they only had eight cars. I'll guarantee you anybody that was at the race would have enjoyed that 150. Uh, your eyes would have been glued at the front because it sounds like it was a real good one at the front of the field. Uh, be ready. The uh, Pro Stock Tour, uh, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, will head to Riverside International Speedway next. And... Uh, we're going to talk to Joan in uh, right on the other side of this break from Riverside, and we'll get a preview of what to expect at Riverside International Speedway. Of course, uh, we all expect everything from that track. What a beautiful facility. Uh, it's just, if you haven't been there, uh, you want to make your way to Riverside. If you're out in Nova Scotia at all and you've never seen a race at a track, I'll tell you what, you couldn't go far wrong. Heading to Riverside uh, just next weekend. It's going to be outstanding. And we're going to preview it next here on Race Time Radio, right on the other side of the break. Stay right there. We will be back. Who let the dogs out? Hey, you got Simon Wild here driving the Kicks 106 late model, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, you're listening. To Canada Talks. 
Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot. Pull the trigger and join Rackhunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood. And presto, you're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight live here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm right here in the Race Time Radio studio, and we are still in the Maritimes. We just finished talking to Cole Butcher, winner of race number one at Scotia Speed World. Just last night, the 150 got uh, the series fired up and underway. And race two is hot on the heels of race number one. And it gets to an iconic racetrack out in the Maritimes, just outside Antigonish, right on that James River. And, of course, everybody is pumped for this next race. And this next racetrack, Riverside International Speedway, is always, always uh, a fan favorite to head to. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's always a great race. And the high banks of Riverside, when the lights come on, it just doesn't get any better than that. And we're all going to experience it uh, next weekend. To talk more about that, we are welcomed now 
by Joan Rui from Riverside International Speedway. And she always has her finger on the pulse of everything that's happening at that track. And a great guest to have. Joan, what's going on? How you doing? Joe, how are you tonight? Everything's great here. Fantastic. Even the weather looks pretty good out there. You guys getting some nice summer weather. Well, it's not so great today, but you know what? We're looking at it that we'll get it over with now so we can have uh, good weather next weekend. You want to believe it. Uh, good news from the province of Nova Scotia. Uh, they finally turned the switch on, Joan. We're able to at least get some fans and uh, get some competitors on that big, beautiful speedway. Coming next weekend, how are things coming preparation-wise? Uh, things are going really good. Uh, you know, I listened to, listen to uh, you with Cole, and it, it's been uh, it's been a while coming. Um, but you know, the province had to do things and, and do them right. You know, we're very fortunate here in, in the in the Maritimes, and in particular, and, and in Nova Scotia, that our, our, our numbers have been low with COVID. Uh, they've been cautious, but that's uh, that's not a bad thing. Uh, we, but but just like everything, when you finally get the word, then it then it's hurry up and and go. There's only so much that you can do until you actually know that you're going to have an event. So, we've got a great team at Riverside, as I'm sure you're aware, Joe, and and everybody is, everybody is is uh, getting ready for the race uh, next weekend, and we'll be uh, we'll be wide open and ready for business. I wouldn't doubt it. I hear exactly what you're saying, Joan. Uh, uh, here at Sobble Speedway, uh, on my Monday to Friday job, if you will, uh, taking things, uh, take, taking care of things at Sobble Speedway. And yeah, we've had a year and a half where uh, we only ran one race last year. It was an APC race, and the APC tour actually rented the speedway and performed the duties uh, that you know would normally take place at the speedway. So, in effect, Sobble Speedway itself didn't even run an event last year. Uh, but, you know, and you would say, well, okay, you've had a year and a half, Joe Chisholm, to get that facility ready. But I'll tell you what, when we turned the switch on the long weekend in July, we were working to the 11th hour, the last minute, trying to finish off details. There's only so much you can do to get ready. And until you know, okay, we are going to go green here, that's when the rubber really hits the road, if you will. That's when you hit that. That's when you hit the the turbo switch. <laughs> yeah, that's when you need an extra gear. And the older I get, the harder it is to find that switch. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're we're so fortunate to have a great team at Riverside, and every everybody pulls on the rope in the same direction, and we're all we're all avid race fans, which helps too. Absolutely. Now, are, are tickets on sale now as we speak? Uh, and how I do fans get tickets? Yeah, our tickets went on sale Friday afternoon at two o'clock, and as of uh, as of about thirty minutes ago, they're more more than eighty percent gone. Uh, real easy, we it's all digital ticketing uh, for contactless uh, scanning and so on. When they get to the gate, we do our contract uh, contact tracing and everything digitally. Uh, so they just hop on RiversideSpeedway.ca, and right on the homepage, close to the top, you'll see a big button that says Buy Tickets. And they can just go right online and take care of absolutely everything that's going to save time at the gate and everything. Uh, for walk-up business, Joan, is there any such thing as maybe walk-up day of race? Well, that's going to depend if we sell out, Joe. Uh, you know, in last September, we, we, we too at Riverside only had one event last year, and that, that was a sellout. Uh, of course, we're at restricted capacity. We're less than 20% capacity is, is where we're at. Uh, with our current plan, we have to do... Uh, multiple cohorts, 
at the at the facility. So we you know we split we split everything up into uh, self-contained cohorts. Each entry each cohort has its own entry, uh, washrooms and so on, so that fans can't um, can't mix between the different zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so walk-up will totally depend on what happens over the next two days. If there's tickets left, we'll certainly have walk-ups available. If not, then Unfortunately, no. Yeah, uh, and that's just the world we live in today. And I don't, uh, you know, fans probably don't realize. You know, and they they go online, they get their tickets, they do their their COVID stuff. But from a management perspective, in trying to keep everything straight and figure the logistics out for a speedway under these conditions, it's really about like a, a monumental task, if you will, uh, to to have it. I know the numbers are reduced. Uh, you know, when you think of an IWK 250, when we've seen Riverside jammed to the rafters, uh, you take a look at that crowd versus what, you know, we're, we're able to have right now. And you would say, oh, this this should be a real cinch. But it isn't really with all the logistics that's in behind the scenes. Uh, it, there's a lot of I's to dot and a lot of T's to cross. It's a, it, it's a huge puzzle is what it yeah. is, you know, and particularly at Riverside because we have, uh, we have commitments from 2020, actually, that we carried over to 2021 for our premium seat holders, that type of thing. So we're trying to accommodate them, but we have to allow distance between the seats, so we have to manually assign their seats once we find out how many of those people are going to use their seats. So, and then, of course, with the different zones, you need, you know, well, we have six zones. We need six times as much staff to, to staff the zone. Absolutely. So you, need to bring an extra, you need to bring an extra extra washroom facility so yeah there there it's it's a it's a moving target um but uh, but we're getting there you know we're very fortunate that we did do the event last year and this this event's very similar as far as the, the planning of its concern it's not exactly the same but it but i but, but it is nice to have the model that we used last september to to go by well i'll tell you if there's any racetrack in canada that can take uh, you know, everything that's been thrown at us and pull it off and do it professionally. It's Riverside International Speedway. You guys are the only track, Joan, that I've been to in North America. And I've been to a lot of short tracks, a lot of big tracks. Uh, you guys are the first short track I've ever seen have golf carts. Uh, for, you know, somebody that's maybe got the bad knees or, or what have you that actually assist in getting the race fan from the ticket office up to the stands. Uh, pretty amazing services that you guys offer at that racetrack. For fan amenities, it doesn't get much better. Yeah, and, you know, those golf carts are, are very popular, certainly with anybody with mobility issues, but that was a part of our planning for this, you know, for these uh, cohort events. We did to figure out, you know, how we could still use those and use them in, in the zone that, that services the, uh, the uh, handicapped area. Uh, so you know, so we let let people know what that is. Part of putting our tickets on sale, and, and you know that, but that means that we have to have to make that entry walkway wider, wide enough to accommodate the the golf carts as well as people people walking. Um, so yeah, it it adds an extra element to it, but uh, but it is an important uh, fan amenity that uh, that we feel is is nice to offer. If you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. We've got Joan from Riverside International Speedway out in Antigonish, Nova Scotia, getting ready to fire off next weekend for event number one at the facility, event number two for the uh, East Coast International 
Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one. It's a 150, correct, Joan? It is the Parts for Trucks 150, Joe. Beautiful. Parts for Please. Trucks. Good partners. The Parts for Trucks 150, yeah. It's great to see that they're still involved with the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. We're also going to have the Napa Sportsman Series on, on hand with the Henry's Auto Pro 75. And we have uh, added the Hot Rod Classics Vintage Race Car Series to the show as well. Uh, very popular new series here on the East Coast. Uh, some fantastic-looking hot rods in that series as well. So we're expecting a real good show on Saturday. Uh, love those Napa Sportsman cars. That series, unbelievable. Always, always a dynamite race at that track. Action-filled. Uh, these guys don't let up. Everybody wants to win at Riverside, and uh, that Napa Sportsman Series is a show on its own. Uh, it's going to be great. Everything's going to fit into one day, and the uh, Hot Rod Series, uh, the Oscar Hot Rods here in Ontario, these cars are anything, Joan, like what Dave Gainforth has got going with the Oscar Hot Rods here in Ontario. Man, is that series blowing up. I believe he's around 47 cars now. And wow. uh, just a few years ago, it was a concept, an idea that they had, and look at it today. Yeah, and I think this series has potential to, to get there. I mean, last year, last year they, they, they announced their series almost, uh, almost hand-in-hand with when COVID started. So last year they, uh, they only got, I think they got maybe a couple races in New Brunswick. They did run with us in September. It was an exhibition race, mm. and they've seen their car count grow this year, and I think that will continue to grow. They're very popular, and you're absolutely right. The Napa Sportsman Series, they're, they're fantastic as well. And the good thing is those, this will be their first race so, of 2021, so they're chomping at the bit to get going. So it should be a fantastic race. Yeah, I think back, what, just a couple of years ago to the IWK 250, and uh, Craig Seward had his car that he ran. I, I can't remember the year that it ran the IWK 250, but he had that car out behind the grandstand. He's had it there a couple of times. Uh, just a beautiful machine. Is that one of the ones that uh, are going to be raced, or those style of cars? It's that style of car. That car is actually that series show car. So yeah, and that that was the, that was the concept. That's where that um, it, w- it wasn't actually the vintage race car series at that point in time. It was uh, it was heart of a champion. They're a, a very popular Facebook page uh, dedicated to preserving motorsports, and this Hot Rod Classic series grew out of that. So. That uh, number 99 Chevelle that Greg Seward drove back in the day is, is their show car. But the cars are, like I said, they're, they're very cool. There's replica cars. There's a Jim Hallahan replica car of the Hugger. Uh, there's actually there was a Junior Hanley uh, replica car of the Hound that he drove when he was still racing in Nova Scotia. So some very cool hot rods there. Yeah, always. A historic place since 1969, Riverside International Speedway. Uh, has been packing fans into that place. And uh, great to hear the tradition is going to continue next weekend. Fans can get tickets. Go to the website, right? Absolutely. RiversideSpeedway.ca. There, we do have a limited supply left. So if they're, uh, if they're thinking that they want to go, I'd suggest that they hop online sooner than later and, and grab their tickets. Now, it, uh, Joan, here in Ontario, the COVID situation, uh, the step system, I do believe, is a little bit different uh, out there than what we experience here in Ontario. Uh, but I can say that here in Ontario, 
uh, we weren't supposed to hit step one until a certain date. They moved it up by a week or so because the numbers started proving good. Then step two, well, it came up, I don't know, 14 days before it was supposed to. And things have been uh, jumping along fairly good. Uh, is it the same out there? Is there, uh, you know, they, the, the province sort of lays something out and then uh, you never know, like, here's the date that they're shooting for, but it could be sooner. Is that, uh, is it like that in Nova Scotia? So the province of Nova Scotia announced, uh, it's actually, it's called the Nova Scotia Reopening Plan. It's a phase, it's a five-phase plan. We are currently in phase four. When they announced the reopening plan, they had target dates for each of them, and they've been bang on. Uh, there have been none uh, start early, but they, I think they were realistic when they started. The, the fifth phase, uh, which gets us back to living with COVID, whatever whatever <laughs> that new normal is going to be, uh, is all of the the goal they have in their plan for that is September. Of course, we're hopeful that with the low case count, uh, the you know the the high percentage of second doses that we have in this province, that uh, we're certainly hopeful that may that may get going sooner than uh, September, uh, but we certainly have no definitive indicator of that as yet. Right, right. And uh, looking down the road, of course, we're looking at next weekend at Riverside to get things fired off. But there is absolutely, on everybody's mind, of course, is the iconic IWK 250. Uh, is there uh, obviously plans and, and talks uh, where, where about does that stand? Is that all future and coming up, or how is it looking? Well, as you're aware, Joe, this coming weekend was was supposed to be our IWK250 weekend, and with the current restrictions, we just we made a decision that uh, that we would not run that race when so few people could 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 attend. Uh, not just for financial reasons, but because it is such a popular race that we surely didn't want to um, we didn't want to disappoint the number of fans that we would have. As far as when it will be, um, we, we, we really don't have, you know, we're planning for it, but we really don't have a date. We're waiting on some better information uh, for when gathering restrictions will ease some more uh, from the government uh, as far as when we can do that. And we're hoping to get that information in the next couple of weeks so that we can make the decision and let everybody know when that race is going to be this year. We can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everybody can't wait for that race. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a monumental task, once again, to put a race like the IWK 250 uh, in place. Camping. Is there camping available this coming weekend? Camping this coming weekend? Yeah, sure. It's, it's unserviced and unreserved. So, if, you know, if somebody wants to bring a camper, we've got COVID-19 protocols in place. But absolutely, come on down, bring the... Bring the camper, spend the night. We'd love to have them. Uh, incredible. You know what? Fans are going to get treated. I know a limited number, uh, but in the same right, there's going to be some real happy, happy race fans uh, to be able to get back into the grandstand. Final question for you tonight, Joan, and we genuinely appreciate your time tonight on Race Time. Uh, whenever you get to Andy Ganesh, there is no question the local contingent uh, are, are all focused in on their local drivers. You got uh, the 89 Nova Celtic Ford of Donald Chisholm, of course, uh, right there in Annie Ganesh. But we also got a guy like George Koskulix just from down the road at New Glasgow. Uh, what's the plans looking like for those guys to make an appearance this coming weekend? Uh, Donald will be there as, 
as far as I know, that Donald Donald is planning to run the 89 car. I haven't heard for sure about whether George is going to be in his car or not at this point. Ah, so it's uh, wait and see. <laughs> wait and see, yes. And no doubt you will keep us all up to date on uh, on your website. Uh, Dylan Black back with you again this year. Announcer, of course, uh, Dylan Langell, uh, the Dazzling Dylan, as we call him. Is he back with the track this year? Dazzling slash Dapper Dylan is <laughs> absolutely back with us. We're, we're, Dylan's been a great addition to our uh, to our team. Great part of the show, and, and we're happy to have him back for 2021, Joe. Ah, fantastic. Sounds like everything's firing up, Joan. You got me excited. Can't wait till the switch gets thrown and you guys start letting guys like us back in that province. Uh, we surely miss everybody out there. We miss you guys too, Joe, and thanks so much for having us on tonight. Not a problem at all. You have a good one, uh, and I know we'll be in touch uh, moving forward for all the details on everything that follows. Very good, Joe. Thank you. You betcha, Joan. Riverside International Speedway. Uh, Fans, man, I'll tell you what. You get to that racetrack, and there is just no feeling like it. If you haven't experienced Riverside yet, you're out there. Oh, make tracks. If you can, get to their website right now and get your tickets. Uh, You will not be disappointed. Um, that, That track always, always provides a dynamite race. Uh, two distinctive lanes uh, that you can fly around that speedway. Just amazing. Uh, quick update. I'm watching the uh, APC race out one eye and uh, having a look at the clock on the other one. Uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick's race car is tore up. That number 84 car had a great run going. Um, just watching it on GeForce TV. And I'll tell you what, J.R.'s car, uh, his day is ended. But I'll tell you what, I think the rear clip of that race car has had the biscuit as well. He and the number 83 of uh, Dale Shaw come together. Looks like JR's car rode up on the rear wheel. They pirouetted around. And I'll tell you what, the concrete wall at Flamborough Speedway is one hard surface. Out front in this race with, I believe, two or three laps left to go. The number nine of Brandon Watson that started deep in the field has found the front, followed by the 52 of Sheridan, I do believe. We will get you the latest from Flamborough on the other side of the break. We intend on trying to get the winner of the race. It may be a little hard just yet. They're not finished, so we're not going to be able to get the driver. uh, And we'll get things finished off at Flamborough. And then we're going to get Susie Q to get her fingers busy on that telephone and see who we can rustle up and talk about the race. I know Junior uh, will be more than happy to jump on with us and uh, we'll talk about uh, how things unfolded at Flamborough. But the number 84 of J.R. Fitzpatrick, tough, tough to see. His car destroyed and uh, he had a really good day going. Set fast time today in APC qualifying, uh, but his day ends a couple laps short and uh, not a good deal for J.R. Fitzpatrick. Anyway, we'll hit this break and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. We'll be back live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. This is Kenny Schrader, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. 
from coast to coast, coast, to coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Joey Vinegar coming back from the break. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you uh, pushed that button on that Sirius XM radio to join us, or maybe you joined us on racetimeradio.com. Either way, hello and welcome. Uh, we are uh, flying right along tonight. This is the slot I had all picked out for the APC winner. Here's the deal. If you're anywhere close to a computer, uh, you got your cell phone in your hand, you're not driving down the road, get to GeForceTV.com. Uh, no, sorry. Go to YouTube and type in GeForceTV. 
Uh, and you're going to catch the end of the APC race if you're real fast. The number nine of Brandon Watson is out front. There's three laps to go. The 81 of Andrew Grizzell that went into the pits with uh, 10 laps in the books is now second, and he is glued to the back bumper of that number nine car. They made contact. Andrew almost went into the infield, and now he goes around down in turn number three and backs it into the fence. Tough, tough way to end a really busy race for the number 81. Sobel falls forward of Andrew Grizzell, but the caution did fly. Two to go. Uh, you want to dial this in, if at all possible. Uh, if not, don't worry about it. You're driving down the road. Uh, we are going to catch up with the winner, and we'll get you some of the highlights from the race live from the track. Uh, Joe Jr. is down there instead of being in here in the studio with us tonight. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the action, hot and heavy. Everybody wants to win one of Canada's APC races, and for good cause, I'll tell you. Uh, great series that Luke uh, Ramsey and the folks at APC have got happening. Uh, Dynamite, they got a good, strong start to 2021. Uh, 23 cars in attendance today at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, the race was slated to go Saturday, and uh, unfortunately, they all got there, and the rain just was persistent, wouldn't quit, and uh, wouldn't let up, so they had no other choice but to rain the event out and run the race today. Uh, they have been treated to a beautiful day down at Flamborough Speedway, uh, just outside Hamilton, Ontario. If you've never been to Flamborough, uh, that's where the track is. And uh, John and Frank Caselli have done an amazing job with this facility. Uh, they have uh, done a lot of work on the place. And uh, that quick, quick uh, victory lane looks pretty sweet as well. And I can tell you, Brandon Watson would love to end up there in just a couple laps. The cars are circulating around, and uh, they're going to get back to it here, and we'll find out who we could potentially be in and on the air with uh, in just uh, a short little while here. Brandon Watson was the winner of race one. We had Brandon all lined up, and then I ended up getting sick there two weeks ago, and the show didn't happen, so... Uh, Brandon Watson said, Joe, no problem. Uh, give me a call. And uh, we just may be talking to him about the first two wins, uh, now followed by the 22 of Pete Shepard. So by no stretch is the race over at Flamborough Speedway just yet. There's going to be a couple of hard-fought laps here over the next few minutes. So uh, that is what's happening there. We would have the race winner on right now, but like I said, they're still on the racetrack. Uh, there's a couple things that I got to talk to you about here. Uh, Rev TV, of course, is on Freeview in July, right? So this month, get to any of your providers and check out Rev TV Canada. Uh, it is up on Freeview. I'll tell you, Rev TV Canada has got some dynamite programming. Uh, they came online here just a year ago, and look at the progress that Rev TV Canada has made. It's amazing. Uh, like 150 live races uh, that you can look forward to. That's something that you just can't find on television here in Canada. Rev TV Canada on Freeview right now. Uh, if you're a Rogers subscriber like I am, that Rogers supplies my TV, they haven't got Rev TV Canada yet. Uh, we need to contact them. I've been saying it on this show for a long time, but we still haven't got it. So uh, let's all get together and uh, target them. 
I'd, I'd really like to have Rev TV Canada, and I know any motorsports fan here in the country would. If you're with Rogers, uh, get a hold of them. Tell them you want Rev TV Canada. They're going to listen to us. If there's enough of us that contact them, uh, it would be kind of cool. Uh, the other thing that I really need to talk to you about with Rev TV Canada, All North Racing um, are, are accepting submissions now. So not only if you're a racetrack, if you're um, a, a series, how about a fan? How about a fan if you're a fan and you record the race or yes, maybe you do it on Facebook Live from your local short track? Um, Rev TV Canada has got all North racing. And one of the segments is uh, to do with short track racing. And they want to really expose all of us. Uh, to maybe what you're missing across the country, uh, there is a link on their website, and it's all North Racing. Um, check it out. Just check it out. And to see what is going to be coming through Rev TV Canada is actually going to blow your mind. Uh, the, the, some of the concept that I, I, I spoke with Mike Garrow a number of times and his team, uh, what they've got in their mind to produce is going to be off the charts. It's going to be raw in some situations, but isn't that the way short track racing is at times? It is raw, uh, and it's kind of cool. Uh, some of the action that you'll see, you'll never see anywhere else other than at your local short track, and Rev TV Canada is going to give the nation an opportunity to showcase what you love about your short track. So check it out at Rev TV Canada's All North Racing not to mention Area 27. We've seen those live broadcasts just last week from Area 27 on Rev uh, with the RS1 tour. We're going to talk to Riley Siebert in hour number two about some of the other plans that are coming up for uh, the RS1 series. But uh, it, last week, you would have seen it on Rev uh, from Area 27. Andrew Ranger goes out. And gets both victories on the Thursday night and the Saturday night. Uh, some dynamite racing on a big, brand new, beautiful speedway uh, here in Canada. And oh man, I got to tell you, Brandon Watson just spun out uh, in the APC race. I got one eye on that, and I can't believe I just seen Brandon Watson spin out uh, with only two laps to go. Uh, Talk about a burn burner. It's happening at Flamborough Speedway. You may want to go back and watch that race even after the fact. Uh, it, it's truly been amazing. But uh, we will catch up with the winner, hopefully, here on Race Time uh, in hour number two as we close in on the top of the hour. But back to my other thought. Rev TV Canada and All North Racing, check it out. Um, if you're a racetrack, a series, uh, or even a fan, I think, to Flamborough Speedway. And there is a lady there. Her name's Ingrid. And she is a race fan. Her and her husband have been going to Flamborough for a long time. She is handy with a video camera. And for years now, she has been filming the races at Flamborough Speedway. And she uploads them to YouTube. And she does all the time. Uh, her name is Pedal Power. If you take a look uh, and you search that name, Pedal Power, you'll see what I mean. This type of program and uh, type of concept that Rev TV Canada has would fit pedal power uh, like a glove. 
Uh, she is definitely proud of the work she puts out. She does a great job with it. And she catches some amazing action at Flamborough in mini stock and late model, uh, all the different divisions. Uh, she does a great job. And uh, it's that type of submission that just may get clearance to run on a national television broadcast on Rev TV Canada. It excites me. Uh, I love short track racing, as everybody knows. And uh, it, it, this kind of thing is going to be absolutely cool. And it's going to be from coast to coast. So maybe you're up in, I don't know, Whitehorse and just outside of town there. They have a small dirt track. Uh, there's some cool action that I'll bet takes place at that track. And how about an opportunity to show that to the rest of the country? You got your opportunity. All North Racing at Rev TV Canada. Hit the submission. Give them the details. And you just may be selected. And uh, wouldn't that be something else for your local market, for your local Speedway, and uh, all those race teams that uh, uh, pour everything they have into the sport uh, to do something. But uh, we are close to the top of the hour here. i got to throw it back to Toronto and get you up to date on some of the news that you may have missed the first hour. It's about a 90-second package uh, that will get you up to date and then we come back for our number two. And I'll tell you, we are planning to get the winner for uh, the APC race from Flamborough that's taking place right now as the green flag just went back in the air. Uh, we're going to speak with Brett Taylor. He's going to drive the number three in the NASCAR Pindy series. And we've got Dusty O'Connell coming up, super truck competitor from Winder Group Speedway in Saskatoon. He took the checkered flag last night uh, at Wina Group in the 100-lapper. And then we're going to catch up with Riley Seabird out in BC. So we got a lot coming at you in hour number two. And it all is going to get underway in uh, like 90 seconds as the white flag flies at Flamborough Speedway. Oh, man, I can't tell you who won, but I can tell you that we're obviously going to try to get that winner on the air with us before the end of the show, and that's all still to come up. Uh, we will be back. I'm going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Let's get up to date, and then we'll come back for hour number two, live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. A whole pile to come. Checkered flag is out. I can't believe my eyes. And uh, I'll tell you who it is when we come back. In just 90 seconds. Stay right there. We'll be back. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. (laughs) 
with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm right here in the Race Time Radio studio. The APC race just finished. We're going to get to that in a few moments, but we're going to catch up with another winner now out in Saskatoon. Wynick Group Speedway uh, was the scene last night for what was the Super Trucks 25th year, I believe, anniversary. And uh, going to Victory Lane, that number 76 truck, Dusty O'Connell, is with us live right now on the air. What's going on there, Dusty? How you doing, buddy? Doing good tonight, Joe. Thanks very much. Uh, just kind of getting back from the track and getting things unloaded and getting ready for our next race up in Heights. Well, you got to love it, man. When a plan comes together, you go to Victory Lane last night. I love that racetrack out in Saskatoon. Uh, great bunch of guys, a beautiful speedway, and I bet it's got to rank right up there on your uh, list of favorite tracks with the checkered flag hanging out the window. You got that right, that's for sure. I, uh, definitely enjoy that track of all the tracks that i've been to and and uh great people and great track surface itself you got two groups to race on and yeah it's definitely one of the best for sure dusty correct me if i'm wrong here but i think i can remember meeting you when i was out there in 2010 uh out at auto clearing at that time auto clearing motor speedway and uh we were out there covering the wednesday night race for then the nascar canadian tire series and uh we also made the trip out to vernon and the super trucks were in vernon were you there that night did i talk to you i believe so actually joe i i remember that well, I was out there. I wasn't driving, but I was. I had uh, was crew chief in a couple trucks and uh, definitely involved in the whole scenario. <laughs> Man, I love those trucks. Uh, I haven't seen them in a few years, but I'll tell you what, memorable to say the least. Uh, the '76 truck. What's it take you to put that truck together and keep it on the track? It must be uh, must be quite a bit of work. Yeah, definitely a lot of work. You know, I uh, this particular truck I just built over the winter. Of course, with COVID coming on, there wasn't a whole lot to do, so I kept myself busy building that thing, and uh, I've built a few over the years, so it wasn't too bad as far as what to do and, and getting it in the right spot so it'll actually turn really good, and uh, yeah, it's been a great truck so far. Awesome stuff. Uh, so the season so far, how many races have you got in? Uh, how many wins have you got this year? Uh, well, we're, this is our third race. We ran, and I've got, this is my first win, but uh, the first race of the season, we ran Regina, and I uh, was leading with two laps to go and broke a clutch, so some mechanical issues, and then uh, the second race, I was running strong again and just had some bad mishaps, so the very strong, running really good, just had some problems, and it was really nice to get to seal the deal finally here last night. <laughs> it's got to feel good when a plan comes together. Tell us about... The, the the actual crew that you got put together, uh, sponsors on the 76 truck, I know they got to mean a ton to you. Oh, yeah, sponsors and crew, absolutely. You know yourself, Joe, you don't go anywhere without that. And uh, I got the best crew and the best sponsors out there. Um, I got my brother Ryan and another buddy Ryan helping and uh, another good buddy George. 
they're on top of things all the time, getting her done, and uh, we don't miss a beat. My other brother, Kyle, he races in the trucks as well. He didn't make this race, but usually me and him are battling up front, one, two, to get things, you know, get the win, and it's you couldn't ask for a better situation, you know. All the families involved for the most part, and we all love it so much that it's just kind of how we grew up from our dad. He pretty much instilled that into us. So, <laughs> And as far as our sponsors go, uh, Brothers HDD, major, major help for what we do. Again, another kind of family back, uh, racing uh, background, and they just like to keep that moving forward. And uh, Cave Inspection, who's a good buddy of mine, and he's also in the Super Trucks, helps him build that, and, and he's kind of picks up races here and there, and definitely very, very good people. Awesome stuff. Uh, Dusty, what tracks do you get to with the Super Truck Series? Uh, do, you, do you get around to other tracks? And I uh, I, I say Saskatoon and Warner Group, but you don't live in Saskatoon, do you? You're over in Edmonton, aren't you? Yeah, well, well I'm kind of, I'm actually in Wainwright, which is uh, kind of between Edmonton and Saskatoon, but I'm just kind of bouncing around, I guess. But, uh, no, we get up to Heights, Alberta which is up north, northern Alberta, and then we go over to um, race Regina, Regina, Saskatchewan, and then uh, Medicine Hat, and then we'll go back to Wyatt Group here at the end of the season. Gotta love it. Now, lots of talk about Penticton Speedway. Now, I know Penticton would be a haul for you, uh, but uh, have you looked or seen anything about Penticton? And uh, I, I don't know their schedule. Don't know whether they got super trucks on it. Uh, but is that a track that would be kind of on your radar uh, down the road? Absolutely. We, uh, I've also got a late model that I race, and, of course, you know, Running around racing that some, and I, I have been paying attention to what's going on at Penticton, and I'm super excited for that, as well as all the guys are. And I'm really hoping that we can put some, some together to go back and race in the Okanagan Valley, like we used to be at Vernon. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that big time. What a beautiful area out in BC. I love that Vernon track, I love the area out there. Uh, and those super trucks, man, you guys were flying around that speedway in Vernon. Oh, yeah. Those, these super trucks are, you know, compared to the, like, the late models and whatnot, they are not off. And they've done a very good job on how they built them. They're just, they're a lot of fun because you've got to get up on the wheel and actually drive them. It's not robotic, robotic as the cars might be. They're, they're a lot of fun. And definitely fast tracks there. Dusty O'Connell, driver of the 76, goes to Victory Lane just last night out in Saskatoon at Wyna Group Speedway uh, in the Super Trucks. It was a 100-lap race. Where did you qualify last night, Dusty? And, uh, of course, you ended up in Victory Lane. But tell us about the actual night. Where did you qualify? Where did you roll off? Uh, well, we qualified first uh, for qualifying, but you know, we kind of do the traditional heat races and then kind of as you assemble points throughout those events, then they line you up for the main. Uh, we ended up starting seventh spot, so we were back a few rows. And uh, we only had one caution in the lapper, which is awesome. It tells a lot about the truck guys. You know, we're not, you know, everybody's giving, you know, we're racing hard, but we're not tearing stuff up for the most part. So, uh, so we started back there in seventh and we worked our way up. 
he actually got cleaned, and then that one caution came out, and we had to go back and last complete a lap. And then we had to work our way fast for the lead again, and once we got to the front there, we... I really enjoy that track. I've got a ton of laps on it. I love wine group. It was thankfully fairly flawless till the end when my rear end started to let go. <laughs> and uh, it just hit off the third finish line and then acting like go. Oh man, I'll tell you what, those late rate caution late race cautions can really drive you crazy at times. Sometimes they work in your favor, other times, man, they can be a nightmare. Absolutely. You you nailed it right hundred percent. Like he always you know what to do and of course the other way around when they do so no. Definitely good good action. Incredible. Dusty sounds like you had a great evening. Uh when are you back in the truck? When can fans look forward to seeing you again? We're back at uh in the truck August seventh and eighth. We have a double header up at uh ice. Motor Speedway up north, so uh, it should be a great event. The group up there are really, really good. The track's awesome. They treat you like gold, and they love racing. They're very, very good, just like the Hawaiian group. Gotta love it, man. Uh, good luck in it. Good luck the rest of the way. Uh, we'll try and get you back on Race Time Radio. If you take another one of those checkered flags, it'll be a shoe in. I got your phone number. Now you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> Perfect, you know. Looking forward to it. And if any of those red eggs we can pull down, looking forward to the phone call. You got to love it. Dusty, good luck. Uh, keep the shiny side up, bud, and continued success. Thank you so much, Joe. You betcha, Dusty. Appreciate the interview. Thanks, you sir. betcha. The 76, Dusty O'Connell, out there in uh, Wine Group Speedway, a great facility. If you're going to be traveling, uh, on that Trans Canada Highway, and you're going to be heading through Saskatoon. You want to stop and see Cliff and Rich and all those guys out of Winer Group Speedway. Uh, a top level bunch of guys, a beautiful facility. Uh, super late models are going back to the track next weekend. I do believe it's next weekend on their schedule. Uh, they have some dynamite races. Uh, and I know. Everybody in the NASCAR Penny Series always look forward to going there. Now, this being COVID year, it isn't on the schedule this year. But you got to know in 2022, things are probably going to go right back to business when it comes time for Saskatoon and Edmonton and uh, doing the Western Swing. All of the guys in the NASCAR Penny Series love making that West Coast Swing and that racetrack plays a key role in between, you know, Edmonton and uh, doing the stuff that the guys do in Ontario. Uh, It's uh, just a dynamite track. Good to hear from Dusty here tonight and uh, look forward to getting maybe the super late model race winner on from next week here on the show. Maybe Trent Seidel uh, or, I don't know, maybe Glenn Hurtsky, one of those guys. I don't even know if those guys are still wheeling it. I do believe so. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye and we'll see what happens on a, out at Wynet Group Speedway in Saskatoon. We are up alongside a break. We're going to hit it. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have somebody from Flamborough Speedway, maybe even Brandon Watson, the driver of the number nine. He went to Victory Lane. 
We'll try and get Brandon on the other side of the break. Either that or maybe we can wrestle up Junior. I know he had a bird's eye view of absolutely everything that took place today at Flamborough Speedway in the APC uh, race. Uh, we'll catch up with one of them on the other side of the break. We still have Brett Taylor coming up from Calgary. He's going to drive the three in the Pindy Series. And don't forget about Riley Siebert. We'll get an update on everything that's happening in RS1 out there on Canada's West Coast. Still lots to come here tonight on Race Time Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, this is Todd Lewis. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dump sauce. Dump sauce. But I got a good day. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider now on free preview. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores port hawksbury new glasgow and any Gadish, nova scotia also by apx racewear and quickwick fire starters the world's best fire starter Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And welcome back to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, operating things on the fly, flying solo here in the Race Time Radio studio. I'm Joe Chisholm Jr. is uh, just finishing things off at the APC race down in Hamilton, Ontario, Flamborough Speedway. And uh, man, oh man, what a burn burner. Uh, some of the comments uh, that uh, Sue has been picking up on Facebook, on uh on social media, uh, fans got an entertaining afternoon, I'll tell you. Uh, kind of a tough, tough uh, sort of day on uh, some of the equipment, I can tell you that. Uh, you don't like seeing that, but uh, I'll tell you what, the fans got a whack of entertainment. And uh, we really want to get an update from the track. And I know uh, Junior won't be that far away. 
that we'll be able to get uh, him on the program and maybe find out. Uh, he was spotting today for the 17 of Josh Stoddy. And I do believe Stoddy had a pretty good day going. Now, I didn't watch everything, of course, doing the radio show. Uh, but Stoddy was uh, right up in that top five for quite a bit of the day. Uh, the 84 car of J.R. Fitzpatrick started the day out with a fast time. Uh, he looked like the man to beat on the property uh, from a time perspective. J.R. had a great run going. And uh, it just kind of looked like him in the 83 car, Dale Shaw, uh, made contact. JR's car sort of went up the, the, the left rear, but by the look of it, sort of jumped up on the left rear of the 83 car, which sent the two of them around. And J.R. Fitzpatrick tunned, I mean tunned, the, uh, uh, the retaining wall down in turn number two by the look of it. And uh, so hard that I believe he even split the fuel cell on that number 84 car. Luckily, no fire. Uh, JR didn't look happy. Uh, Of course, he's not going to be. He destroyed a beautiful-looking race car. Um, But uh, good to see JR got out of the car uh, because I'll tell you, it is one messed-up-looking race car. Uh, You might want to get to social media and have a look. Um, I'll tell you what, JR's going to have his work cut out for him. I believe, though, uh, JR Fitzpatrick has a couple of those number 84 cars uh, in the shop. Uh, that would have been his probably his number one car that he would have had in the race today. Uh, but I'll tell you, JR Fitzpatrick, uh, he's usually got a couple of them, and his number two car is just as quick as his number one. So uh, watch for JR to bounce back from this. Uh, it was uh, quite a race, though. Brandon Watson goes to victory lane. We're going to try and get Brandon. I know he'll be doing post-race stuff right now, uh, but he may get freed up here as the cars all roll through Tech Lane. Uh, Sue is trying to reach out to Brandon, and we're going to try and get him on the show. Also coming up here before the end of the show, we're going to catch up with Brett Taylor. He's out in Calgary. Uh, he will be here in Ontario. He's going to drive the number three car. Uh, for Ed Hackinson Racing, Team 3. Uh, he'll be in the three car this year. And uh, uh, Brett Taylor, one of those hot shoes. He's got some wins here in the NASCAR Penny Series. And uh, he's going to be one of those tough customers to beat in that number three car this year. Uh, it, of course, uh, Jason Hathaway stepping out of the seat. And uh, they're, they're going to go full-on effort with uh, having cars in their stable. He's got a number of drivers lined up uh, that are going to be in different cars, all out of that number three shop. So uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. And uh, we'll also catch up with Riley Siebert running the RS1 Tour uh, out in BC. Uh, We've heard tons about that this year. Uh, Drivers like uh, Andrew Ranger was out there, J.R. Fitzpatrick, also out in the RS1 Tour, uh, just to kick the year off, just uh, last weekend, uh, they were at Area 27 with plans of doing another race. Uh, the, the, I believe the plans were for this weekend at Penticton Speedway. Uh, and you'll know from listening to race time that we've had Trevor Seabird on. That's Riley's dad. Uh, he is uh, a part owner of Area 27. Uh, He's also a part owner in Penticton Speedway, and they have a construction company. Uh, Well, Trevor has been going like 90 
uh, doing work on Penticton Speedway. They ripped it up. They did a bunch of retaining fence. They did some paving. Uh, they've been rebuilding Penticton Speedway out in B.C., and uh, we've sort of had the updates as things have been developing and moving along. Uh, but it sounds like things got uh, pushed off due to some wildfires in the area. Hopefully everybody's okay. And uh, hopefully those wildfires uh, get put out uh, or definitely stay away from uh, populated areas and away from that beautiful speedway that those guys have all worked so hard to rebuild. Uh, let, let's hope that, you know, that all that, that kind of stuff all stays away. But we'll check in with Riley Siebert tonight. Those RS1 cars, uh, beautiful-looking machines. They look a lot like a NASCAR Pindy's car. Um, beautiful-looking machines. And, uh, it, well, they got two-seater cars as well, uh, where there's, uh, you know, a driver and a, a, a co-driver, if you will. Uh, kind of some cool stuff happening out on Canada's West Coast. Now, the RS1 Cup Series... Uh, is not a two-car thing or a two a two-seat car. It's only a one, <laughs> uh, but there is other series that are running out there that have got two-seaters. So I uh, will catch up with Riley. I know he is the pilot of the own nine car, uh, and we'll get an update from those guys and find out how things are progressing out there. Now I want to talk to you just uh, one second. I got to take a quick sip. Uh, my mouth is drying right out. Ah, there we go. Had to do that. You know, when you're doing a show by yourself, you don't realize how much you miss uh, your 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 co-host, right? Because uh, it gives you a little time to take a, a little sip every now and then. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you uh, about one thing here, and it, it has to do with the Pro Stock Tour out on Canada's East Coast. Um, uh, you, everything developed fast, right? Nova Scotia turned the tap on, and uh, fans were allowed to go back to the track. The tracks were allowed to open, and uh, the, the Pro Stock Tour put their schedule together, and unfortunately, there wasn't a PEI race on that schedule. And it was disheartening because PEI has been part of the series for years. A lot of competitors of the Tour come out of uh, PEI. And uh, let's say they're they're all like together. That's what makes that tour uh, a tour uh, is, you know, they go to the three provinces and you got competitors from all over. But a real good heavy population from PEI participate in the tour. So it was uh, really dejecting to see that Oysterbed Speedway wasn't on the Pro Stock Tour schedule for 2021. And I know when I looked at it, I went, darn, that's a shame that that race isn't on there. Um, but when you take a look at uh, from a distance now, from where I sit, why wouldn't PEI be on there? And from what I could understand, COVID restrictions came into play. Um, you know, you're only allowed so many fans in the stands. When you get a tour race, uh, whether it's an ABC series race here in Ontario or um, you know, in your area, when you get a big tour like that come through, it costs uh, it costs the track quite a bit of money to get those tours to come through. And of course, you depend on fans to uh, you know ticket ticket revenue to pay for that tour so that everything works. And obviously, uh, that couldn't transpire this year 
uh, reduced number of people allowed in the grandstand. Uh, the track probably couldn't afford to get the tour in unless the tour would come in for less. The tour can't come in for less because the competitors that run the tour are coming from all over and their payouts are set. So it, it that they can't just say, okay, well, we're going to come to your speedway for half as much. The competitors will just have to put up with whatever we put out there as a payout. Uh, that wouldn't fly with the competitors. Some would say, yeah, that's okay. But the harsh reality is uh, when the payouts are set, they're set, and so are the values. So I put a message out and said, you know what? Maybe all isn't lost. Maybe what we could do is uh, if the fans from PEI and the competitors, not just PEI, from all over the place, uh, contacted the uh, tourism government, the tourism part of PEI, uh, maybe they could help subsidize a tour race to go in and be able to race in PEI. Uh, you know, they can't have the fans in the stands. Uh, so yeah, what other way can you do it? Either the race doesn't happen or, uh, and the, uh, the tour can't come out there for less money and the track can't afford to pay the full whack because they haven't got the fans. So uh, what, what's the logical way to maybe fix the problem? And how about some subsidies? Uh, that's the way it works in farming. That's the way it works in so many different industries in Canada. And I know racing doesn't equate or even hold a candle to farming. But if you take a look at uh, what short track racing does in the amount of uh, dollars that it generates in revenue, in tax revenue, not only for local economy and local municipalities, but provincial and even federal. When you go and buy a ticket to a racetrack, part of that ticket that you're buying is going to be tax, municipal, federal, and provincial. So who stands to win when a racetrack is filled up and a tour comes through and fills up a grandstand? Of course, the racetrack stands to gain, and that's the whole object of the game. But so does the local government. So I was uh, looking at it from a different perspective and saying, hey, don't everybody get too disheartened. What do you say, everybody? Ask the government if they could step in and subsidize a race so that it can happen in 2021. Fans can have some enjoyment. They've waited a year and a half uh, or better to see a race. But unfortunately, it can't happen because we're not allowed enough fans in the grandstands. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I put the comment out there and uh, some people looked at it the same way I did and said, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Uh, it, uh, they could see it. And I had a couple. <laughs> There's always a couple, right? There was a couple people that uh, and one guy in particular that says, oh, now you're speaking for the government. You're speaking for the track and you're speaking for the tour. I wasn't doing any of that. What I was doing was trying to make a logical statement and maybe trying to give a little bit of hope to the fans of PEI. Uh, they're dynamite race fans. They're dynamite race teams. And trying to come up with an alternative way to make something potentially happen as opposed to just saying, oh, no, the tour won't uh, come in. They should come in for less money, which they're not going to do. 
that'd be like me saying to you, okay, uh, you go to work tomorrow for half the money. Do you think you would? Do you think guys or anybody would go to work for half the money uh, just to appease and make other people happy? I don't think so. The harsh reality is uh, you wouldn't do that. You're going to go and you'd want to hard work. uh, You're going to work hard a day. You're going to get a day's pay. And that's the way uh, everything revolves. So uh, it was very interesting to see the comments and uh, unbelievable, to say the least. Uh, And I still think to this moment that would be at least the potential for a way of solving the schedule where there isn't a PEI race, uh, where, where the parts for trucks tour, pardon me, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour would be able to go to PEI. Uh, it's not the tour's fault that uh, there's a cap. Um, it's not anybody's fault. It's COVID. And that's the way it is. And that's the way it is cross country. There's variations of what is, uh, uh, you know, what's happening right now. So, um, uh, Maybe there'd be a way. I, as far as I know, I can't see where the government of any level, whether it be municipal, federal, or provincial, I can't see where any of those governments have given any assistance to anything short track racing related. And you got to know that your short track is a revenue generator for uh, taxes, whether it be provincial federal, municipal, all of the above, not to mention, look at the economic impact of a race and uh, how much money is spent in the market uh, because there's a race in, a, in, in an area. Um, it's truly unbelievable when you actually take a look at the numbers. And I believe it would be a good financial thing for the government or local government to do to subsidize the track to get a race in uh it's only for one year next year supposedly if everything that we've been told is fact next year should be back to normal and we didn't need a subsidy in 2019 before the pandemic everything was operating just fine and then the pandemic hit and it did it annihilated this industry whether you choose to believe it or not the impact has been great it's been huge in this sector, and uh, it's going to take a long time to dig out of it. But that is my thoughts, and uh, I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts. It would be a great idea, I believe, for uh, the the government to step up, and they're not going to voluntarily do it. It's going to be based on public public outcry, or, or maybe not public outcry is the right word, but public suggestion on uh, ways that they could help. And uh, I believe the government would really like to help all the way around. We have Brett on the line. Okay, let's go to, uh, let's go off to Brett Taylor, shall we? The NASCAR Pindy Series is going to fire off, and they're going to do that at Sunset Speedway. Uh, Our next guest, Brett Taylor from Calgary, Alberta, he's going to fill the seat of the number three, and he's going to go after not only wins, he's going after a title, and he joins us now on the hotline. Brett, it's been a long time. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Fantastic, man. Some pretty exciting stuff. I know you're familiar with the three guys, but, uh, man, you're going to be behind the wheel of the Iconic Three this year. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm 
honored, man. I, uh, it's a privilege to be able to, um, you know, jump in the car that Jason just finished winning the championship with. And I'm honored for the opportunity. Let's see what we can do. And you know what? Uh, knowing Jay, knowing Ed and Jamie and that whole group, uh, they wouldn't leave that seat to just anybody. Uh, you've got to have impressed them in order to, uh, uh, to, to be the guy that's going to jump into that three, the iconic three car, uh, here in the NASCAR Penny series. Uh, you've come a long way in a short period of time in that series. Uh, it's got to be exciting to be able to look at it now and say, hey, man, we got some schedule and we've actually got a championship full title to go after this year. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, when I when I first started in Pinty's, it was just a dream to be in NASCAR and the dream to be able to compete. And, you know, I didn't I didn't ever think that I'd be able to be in a position to contend for wins and, you know, hopefully a championship and and um, be one of those cars that everybody's looking to beat. So it's quite the honor. Isn't that funny when you look at how things have unfolded? Who do you kick the butt of uh, at Jucasa to get the win? But the three car, now you're taking his seat. Not only did you beat him, you're going to take his car. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting uh, my car to, to stay at Jucasa in the paddock that night. But um, <laughs> Jason and the team, they're awesome guys. And, and um you know, the really special thing with them is they really want every driver to be as successful as they can, and they'll stop at nothing to make sure that everybody's got what they need to be there. So it's it's a pretty um, it's a pretty cool team to be part of. Now, you're going to be the Fast Eddie number three. Uh, you also got the trailer company on there. You're going to be well uh, deckled up. You're going to be representing some iconic companies. Yeah, we haven't done the full press release yet, but, um, you know, we've had... Sneak Peaks and Fast Eddie announced um, the other day um, their partnership. So, you know, we're officially the TCB Fast Eddie Camaro this year. And, um, you know, we're running the red and blue colors, and I can't wait to show you guys the car. It looks awesome. I can't wait to see it, Brad. I, uh, anything that you're going to be connected with is going to look sharp. It's going to go like a rocket. And uh, not, nothing can Thank top you. that package, you know, when you get the fire that you guys have got and you get the combination. Uh, it's truly going to be exciting. And, you know, Ranger and uh, DJ and, uh, I don't know, LP Dumoulin and uh, Tags, all those guys, uh, Scott Steckley and his whole group, all those guys got something to worry about this year uh, when Brett Taylor gets together with the full package. You guys are going to be a force, I can guarantee it. I think so. I, I think it's going to be a really exciting year for fans. Um, it's going to be an exciting year for us drivers because it's um, a full race season back at it again. And there's a lot of a lot of new full-time faces, which will be great for the series and great for the competition. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting year. Everybody, uh, hold on to your seat there. It's be fun. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need seat belts in the grandstands. That used to be the old <laughs> saying. I think it's coming back. Uh, yeah, probably. Brett, yeah. kind of a bummer this year. I know, like, you're out in the west coast of Canada. Uh, home is Calgary for you. Uh, yeah, normally, the series does the western swing. They get to auto clearing or oh, hard, hard, old habits hard to break, right? Wine Group Speedway uh, out yeah. in Saskatoon. Uh, then, of course, Edmonton International Raceway. 
uh, out in Este, not Estevan, out in Wetaskiwin. Um, and, and, you know, the Western swing happens, uh, and that would be kind of crucial for a guy that's a Western guy. Uh, you're going to be coming to Ontario and Quebec. Uh, the series is going to be centered in the two provinces this year. Another byproduct of COVID, a uh, great-looking schedule, but it does look different than historically uh, we're used to seeing. What's the thoughts on that? And uh, hopefully it all returns to normal come 2022. Is that what they've been talking? Well, yeah, it, obviously it's bittersweet. You know, I'm very pumped to be back for a full season. And, you know, they introduced a, a new track and, well, a couple new tracks to me anyways. There's Delaware and there's ICAR. Um, so I'm excited to go to a new track and really show what we can do on the road courses because I, I truly feel I don't really, I haven't really had a good shot at it. Um, and I'm excited to show everybody what we can do on a road course. But, you know, I, there's, there's something about racing in your, in, your, in your own province when you're on your own time zone and you can drive two hours and you're at the track and you can sleep in your own bed and you have all your support from all your family and friends join you. It's, that's, I'm missing that, but, you know, I've been quite used to it now. It's going to be a couple of years since that's happened. So I'm, I'm hoping, and they've been talking, that, you know, it looks like next season, fingers crossed, that we can come back out west because I really, truly think that um, our series needs to demonstrate that they are a national series by racing across Canada, not just, you know, in two provinces. So, you know, when it's only out there, it, it limits the amount of drivers that I think also want to join because it is so far. So I think NASCAR is aching to go back uh, west as well. But it's, it's it, like you said, it is a byproduct of COVID. It makes sense why we're not. So, but I think everybody's still looking forward to doing that again yeah and we're going to be able to d depend on tsn uh you know the national broadcast if you will uh that part of it is still in play and that's good now i say that i don't know if the release has gone out or even if anything is official yet but i'm taking for granted that it'll be on tsn and we'll be able to at least watch every race that the series does that's the way it's always been done i can only imagine it'll be done that way once again in 2021 but you guys are cramming a full season into a couple month window it's going to be busy for you it's definitely going to be busy i'm going to be getting a lot of air miles that's for sure so, <laughs> yeah it's uh because i i always fly home you know as quick as i can after the races i'm you know i'm basically dropping down to race and turn around coming home because my family here my businesses so i can't really be gone that long as much as i'd love to especially when we have these races where you know we have three in a week seven day period so it'll be it'll be a lot of uh, late nights that's for sure oh i'll tell you i think back to 2010 and my wife sue and i said in 2010 with Race Time Radio, I wanted to go and do the full NASCAR Canadian Tire Series schedule. I wanted oh, really? to visit every track with the tour, and I wanted to see the setup, the structure, because I'd never seen those tracks out there or out east. I wanted to do the full deal and find out what all was involved. And what I was trying to do was broadcast uh, in the future. I wanted to broadcast every race 
on radio. And that was the whole idea. I thought the only way I'm going to know the answers to all this is if we actually go and follow the tour. So when you say you would fly home right after the race, I can hear every word you're saying. Uh, In 2010, I can distinctively remember Saturday in Edmonton back then. Uh, the series was doing the Edmonton Indy, the Honda Indy Edmonton. So we were at the Edmonton track or the uh, the Indy track through the day. We went out to Wetaskiwin and seen all the good people out at Edmonton International Raceway at night, covered that local action, and then uh, we flew back. Then back out we went for the Wednesday race at uh, Auto Clearing Motor Speedway back then. Then I flew back home, did the show, flew back out, and went out to Vernon, B.C. It was back and forth all season long. It was a ton of travel, but it was a ton of fun as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Just, it's, um, it's funny, right, because a lot of Ontario people love it out west here, and, and actually we love it out east. Like, we love Ontario. You know, I've thought about moving there often, but, you know, there's too many routes here. <laughs> hard for us. Oh yeah, and this year, uh, I don't know. I'd be saying, Jay, Jamie, move aside here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on your coach here. I'll only be yeah. here a couple of months. Well, they built a brand new shop. EHR has a gorgeous shop and uh, huge. And um, yeah, I, I thought about you know putting a couch there in the corner. I may have to one of these days. So yeah. uh, incredible! Yeah. Uh, great to hear that you're going to be in that iconic ride and. Uh, it's good to hear that things are going to fire off. They're going to get started at Sunset Speedway. Any preparation? Have you been able to get out and do any testing? It's got to be difficult when you're in Alberta and the cars here and being prepared in Ontario. Well, we don't. We try not to let my distance hinder us. And I'm a very um, me as a driver. And anyways, I, I try to practice i try to better myself as an individual as much as i can because i don't want to be the weak link in the car although i most of the time am still but we <laughs> i i we we have made it to icar we had a good solid day of testing there it was it was good it was pretty it was pretty uh scary a couple of times because when you go out and um that track looks the same as you because it's it's all pavement right pavement right and and uh you know there's times where you don't know which which way the turn's going? Is it going left or right? Because at first I was practicing on the big track, so it was a lot of turns to remember. But um, I think we got the car dialed in for that one, and and we also went to the sunset um, test for the. Um, it was like all the NASCAR guys were there, so we tested that that day as well. So I think we're going to get out to CTMP in Delaware as well. So um, that that's just a matter of scheduling, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I did do a, a dirt race a uh, couple or a month and a half ago. Wow. So, yeah, in Saskatchewan, so that was fun. Estevan Speedway, another one. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, good for you. And that's going to come in handy. Now, of course, the uh, Oswegan race that was going to take place in the Penny Series off the schedule this year, but that one there is fixing to be a dandy in the future. Yeah, I'm trying to sneak in some dirt experience wherever I can, wherever I have a good opportunity, and because... I, I don't want to go there and be zero seat time in a, on a dirt track. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty, like, I don't want to say I'm overly confident at all. Like, I'm by no means a dirt racer, but um, I, I've, I have some experience on it now. So, and and I've been trying to do it in street stocks so that it's the most most similar feel as our Pinty's cars would be. 
So right, I, right. Do, I do have to ask you. I don't want to get too much off topic on this, but no. Did, did you watch the F1 race today? I did not. I did not. I missed it. Okay. No, I just was wondering your opinion on the Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton connection in the first lap. Nah, so, no, I missed it. What happened? What happened? Contact. Well, I'm a I'm a Verstappen fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he got punted by. I think he got. Um, punted by Lewis in the first lap, so ah. yeah, it's just it's a pretty controversial thing. So right now, well, there's lots of that, lots of that to go around today. If you watched anything with the APC race that uh, took place at Flamborough, I can imagine the uh, the old social media will be lit up for quite a while on that one. Uh, lots of controversy. A, <laughs> you haven't had a chance to watch it. I've just been uh, <laughs> I'm doing some last minute construction touches on my kid's treehouse for them before my race season starts so i've been uh out this afternoon just doing a little bit of work on that for the kids so well you gotta get that honeydew list done before you go getting into any race car i can tell you that bud exactly exactly well brett this has been great catching up with you uh we really appreciate your time on race time and we look forward Anytime. to seeing the, the well we're looking forward to seeing the full release uh we are out ahead of it a little bit here but uh, I wanted to get a little bit of preview started for the NASCAR Penny Series, and I thought, great guy to start with is that uh, Brett Taylor right there. Well, I'm honored, and thank you for your time. We appreciate your efforts in the sport always, so you guys take care over there. You want to believe it. That's Brett Taylor. He is going to be in that number three car for uh, EHR, and uh, I'll tell you what, he's going to be a threat to win. every, Even a little bit of dirt experience when they do get to the big O, Guess who's got more experience than, oh, say, uh, DJ Kennington? Uh, DJ only got some test laps there. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I can tell you that. It's going to be a great 2021 NASCAR Penny Series schedule. Get a box of wings. Get some of those chicken nuggets and uh, kick back. Watch TSN and uh, don't miss those races. Get to the track if at all possible. But if you can't, uh, you're going to want to watch uh, the stuff that Joel and uh, – Todd and everybody puts together uh, some great stuff we got all to look forward to. But I'm going to hit this final break of the show. And when we come back, we're going to have a couple minutes to spend with Riley Seabird out in B.C. We'll talk RS1. We'll get an update on Penticton. And we'll do all that in just, oh, 90 seconds or so. Stay with us. Hi, race fans. I'm Al Baki from the Saskatoon Stock Car Racing Association. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Race Time Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com 
Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Maybe a little bit of war going on at Flamborough Speedway. Man, what a finish to the APC race today. Uh, you may want to get uh, to GeForce TV and check that baby out. Uh, I sort of had one eye on it as I'm doing the radio show, and I see Brandon Watson uh, with two to go. Uh, he was in the lead, two to go, and he spun. I distinctively remember saying, I can't believe I just seen Brandon Watson spin with two to go. Now, whenever I've seen a yellow flag come out and a guy spin, they usually go to the rear of the field when the race restarts. I don't believe, I don't believe now, like I say, I wasn't watching totally, but I believe they gave Brandon his spot back. And I don't know why they would have done that, but uh, hey, well, I'm just sort of watching out one eye, but uh, they're just, uh, uh, there's a lot of fireworks at the end of that, a lot of tore up equipment. Um, they started 23 cars. Not quite sure how many finished, but there was uh, a few that they're going to need a record load at the end of this one. But uh, 
I digress, and let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in driver of the 09, I believe 09, in the RS1 tour out in BC. We have Riley Siebert with us. What's going on there, Rye Bye? Oh, you know, just a good sunny Sunday out here in BC. What's going on with you, Joe? Well, I'll tell you what. I've been watching the odd forecast fly by, and you guys have been literally in an oven out there. Uh, it it can't get any hotter, Riley. That that it's been insane out there for heat. Yeah, we had that heat wave or heat bubble, as they called it, because all the air was trapped out here, and it uh, dried a lot of things out. And it seems like now the interior is all burning down, and <laughs> oh. the uh, the smoke rolled in, and it helped with the heat a little bit on the radiant side. But now it's uh, uh, tough to breathe. So, it uh, anyways, it's kind of been the pattern out here the last couple of years when uh, summer rolls around the forest fires start and everybody by now i think is used to it but uh, unfortunately a lot of a lot of people uh, lost their homes out in uh, Lytton and stuff like that whole town burned down so we're we're uh, trying our best to help out with that and hopefully we can get people back on their feet but uh yeah it's a uh, tough go for uh, some people and and uh but we'll we'll get through it unbelievable to say the least our thoughts are with everybody out there uh it's not close at all or hopefully it's not close to penticton speedway i know you guys have been literally burning the candle at both ends to get that facility rebuilt and back up for fans uh how is it coming and hopefully the fires are staying away right now there's uh one in the you know uh vicinity let's call it a little little ways away probably about 50 kilometers away but uh no real threat to speedway the uh the labor force has been putting in i'm gonna say 15 hour days every day um on the speedway cranking out a lot of hard work um all the lights are up now uh brand new leds for lighting up that place all new jersey barriers on the inside for pit uh pit, pit traffic uh new catch fence up uh the paving's all done. New parking areas have all been graveled and, and graded. Uh, and today they're putting up uh, a couple hundred lock blocks to uh, start the first tier of the, the brand new grandstand uh, tiered uh, portion of the of the racetrack down in turn three and four. Wow. Well, hey, talk, talk about a rebuild, man. You guys have been digging. So when do you anticipate, or not you so much, Riley, because you're a competitor, but when does the uh, ownership figure that they will throw the green flag in the air? Is there a, a sort of like a, a, a line in the sand, I well imagine? Uh, yeah. So next weekend we're targeting uh, the, the first green flag. So we're going to have the RS1 cars out there, sprint cars, and then the local late model street stock uh, Hornet show. Um, so there's going to be a lot of racing next weekend, that's for sure. Um, but we were uh, we were hoping to have some people out on the track uh, this weekend, but uh, we thought with uh, all the fire activity and some other stuff, uh, contributing factors, we we figured hey, we'll um, we'll uh, delay that practice session that was planned, and we'll we'll get everybody out on the race weekend and. And hopefully we can uh, can have everybody out there and and uh, not be affected by the fires and and uh, get this thing off uh, off on the right foot finally. Talk about going to a level playing field. Nobody, nobody will know what to expect. All those race teams are going to be on a level playing field when the green flag does fly next weekend. That's going to be cool to be part of. Oh, exactly. Everybody's got to relearn the track. It's brand. It's you know, because of just even changing the the one end of the track, it, it changes the whole lap, right? And 
there's been a lot of uh, online forum, you know, Facebook activity back and forth. What's going to work? What's not going to work? You know, is it is it a gear change? And you know, and uh, those questions are going to be answered here in probably about five six days. Isn't that amazing? I know we're all looking forward to it, uh, and to see that the, the fans, the stuff that I've read online. There is a bunch of pumped-up race teams and fans out in Penticton to get that place back up and running. Kudos to all of you guys. I know, like I say, you're a driver, but, man, it's in the family. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been out there sl- slaving away with those guys when I can and when, uh, you know, Lake Activity doesn't have me uh, super busy as it does regularly. Um, but, but Dad and the whole crew has been out there for sure just uh, putting in long long days to get this thing back in order and and we're you know we're super excited and proud to have a, a, a renovated facility to bring to the race teams and stuff like that and try and get some you know re-kickstart some of the the racing attitudes and excitement and out in bc especially for the uh the late model street stock and uh hornet shows well i'll tell you what riley i plan on having the winner uh, at least one, if not a couple of winners from Penticton on this very program next weekend. Hopefully, uh, the weather turns out perfect. Hopefully, everything goes off the way we all intended to. And hopefully, we get those winners on the show next week. Maybe even you, bud. Well, you know, I, I'm digging hard. I had a pretty good battle with uh, with Andrew and Sean McIntosh on the road course there on the doubleheader weekend. And I was right up there trying to get to their bumper, and uh, uh, the first race, I, you know, Andrew said to me after the race, he goes, oh, you're too nice to me, because <laughs> I could have probably given them the bump and run there and, and stole the show, but uh, I thought it would have been uh, a better starting point to, to try and ra- race it clean, and, and then on, on Saturday, you know, Sean, Sean put on a, a pretty good performance uh, leading the pack there, and then Ranger and I chasing him down, and all staying within a, a real close group, and but uh, I told, I, I said to Sean, uh, I said, well, I guess where we're going next, we're going to my house. So uh, I guess we'll find out what, what, uh, what you got for me over there. Cause, uh, he's got uh, a massive amount of road course experience from his days in the, uh, the, the formula series in Europe and stuff, but, uh, hadn't been on an oval since his quarter midget days. So he, he's, uh, he's back on the learning curve, getting back into a stock car and stuff like that. And he won, you know, he's won before on an oval in the RS1 series there, but, uh, but I'm still, uh, I still feel like I got um, some comfort over them on the oval, and and I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm, I believe I'm gonna give those guys a real good shot at uh, taking home, taking home uh, the title myself. Oh man, get your tickets, fans! Get your tickets if you're out in Penticton. You don't want to miss it, Riley. Thanks so much for the time. We're right up alongside the top of the hour. I gotta hand the keys back to Sirius XM, but uh, thanks so much for the time and the update. Good luck. Hopefully, we got you on next uh, next Sunday night. Right on. Thanks, Joe. Always appreciate getting on. You betcha, Riley Siebert out there in BC. Sounds like things are right on the edge, everybody. Uh, it's going to be so exciting. That's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. We tried to get Brandon Watson. Hung up a couple of times. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out. We'll get back to you next week here on the show, 7 p.m. Eastern. Every Sunday night, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks to Susie here, and thanks to you there for tuning in. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. We'll catch you next Sunday night. You're-
Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 